Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Did you realize that 93% of a burger has originated from corn? 93% of that burger has come from corn if you're doing burgers from a fast food restaurant. Of course, I'm not talking about grass-fed burgers. I'm talking about corn-fed beef. There was an interesting study, which I'll put down below, that evaluated 480 fast food burger joints in New York. And they looked at something called carbon-13. And corn has the most of this versus other things you would feed a cow. And they found that 93% of the tissues in the hamburger was created from corn. And they also found uh, chicken had a similar profile. And if you didn't see the movie King Corn, uh, you should check that out. I'll put a link down below. Uh, fascinating on the relationship between um, corn and our own body cells. They talk about a fascinating link between um, the food that we eat and corn actually getting into our DNA as well. And so the very building blocks of animals and humans are becoming corn-based. Not to mention soy-based and wheat-based. The great majority of our food that we eat comes from corn, soy, and wheat. Now, even the so-called healthy plant proteins that they're gonna be putting in the meat come from soy, wheat, gluten, and potato starch. And they're also thinking about putting corn in there as well. It's called corn zine, which is a byproduct of ethanol. And of course, it's so badly processed. They make it sound so healthy when they talk about plant proteins, but first of all, using GMO plants that are highly processed. So you get all these residuals of uh, solvents and other chemicals that you really don't need in your body. I remember in college, basically living probably for three months on fast food because I was running out of money and I would get like two burgers for a buck, $1 for two burgers. I mean, that's an incredible uh, deal, right? But of course, what are you really getting? I could only imagine what those cows ate. And of course, back then uh, I ate the bun, I ate everything with it. But coming to the present, I consume a lot of hamburger, of course, without the bun. I might use lettuce wraps, I might use cabbage wraps or just the burger itself, but it's always gonna be grass-fed. So there's really nothing wrong with the burger itself, but there's a lot wrong with what the cow is fed and how the cow is processed or treated while it was alive. But there's some interesting things about fast food burgers that I wanna talk about. And number one, which I'm gonna put the studies down below on all these points, they found that 12% of the actual burger itself came from muscle meat. The rest came from sugar, sorbitol, meat glue, which is a certain enzyme, and hydrolyzed corn protein. Here we go with the corn again. And of course, with the muscle meat, there's also uh, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, blood vessels, nerves, and even bone, which I don't mind all that stuff, but I do mind all the other stuff they add to it. Now, when a cow is fed actual grains, the omega-6 versus the omega-3 ratios go way out of balance. So you're gonna get a lot of omega-6 which are highly inflammatory. Now, the cows that I'm raising right now are living on grass, but in the winter, we feed them some hay, 
which is fermented, as well as something very new that I'm experimenting on, which is sprouted barley seed. In fact, they go after it like piranhas. So sprouted barley is called fodder, and you can feed that to animals and it's super healthy, and you can grow it very inexpensively and within like seven days. That would be a substitute to feeding the cattle grains. Now, in a typical burger in a restaurant, there's very, very, very high sodium. There's over a thousand milligrams of sodium, which I'm not against sodium, but I like it to be in the form of sea salt, not just sodium. And also many people are deficient in potassium. So the more sodium you have when you don't have potassium, it's really hard on the kidneys. So the more sodium you have, make sure you balance it out with potassium, but really make sure it's in a form of sea salt. And then you have, of course, the other thing, which is glyphosate, which is in the GMO corn, soy, which feeds the animals. Glyphosate is an herbicide that destroys um, the soils and it can severely affect our bodies as well. It can actually sterilize the soil. Now, since we're on the topic of soil, I'm gonna talk about antibiotics. Over 80% of the antibiotics sold are used for animals. That's probably because they're feeding them grains and that grains create a lot of problems with their digestive system and their immune system. There was a study in 2018, which evaluated uh, burger joints and they found 23 out of 25 of those um, restaurants contained meat that had traces of antibiotics. Now, the big problem with antibiotics for animals is the increased antibiotic resistance. So in other words, the more that you take it, the more chronically you're exposed to it, the more that animal or human becomes resistant to the antibiotic and they no longer work. And so now we get these breeds of superbugs that we can't kill. And there is some pretty hardcore data, which I'll put down below, that shows that the antibiotic resistance from the animals can be transferred over to humans. They call this a non-therapeutic antibiotic. I mean, when you think about it, most antibiotics come from microbes in the soil, from either bacteria or fungi. And so these microbes are really, really smart because they created this antibiotic to kill the more deadly pathogens in the soil. And so this is their way of surviving and keeping everything in check. And of course, when we come in and destroy the soil, we pretty much sterilize the environment and we wipe out the antibiotics. And now the pathogenic microbes and funguses can then thrive. So really the strength of the immune system in a plant and also our bodies is dependent on the immune system of the soil and the microbes that live in this environment. And so this idea of steaming the soil, they actually do that. They actually can sterilize the soil by putting this hot water on it. It kills off the microbes and it literally takes like four years to grow it back. Those microbes are essential for mobilizing the minerals and rocks to make them available for the plant. And so when you try to grow food in soil that doesn't have these microbes, um, you have to add fertilizers. You have to add a lot of minerals to try to make it fertile again. And of course, they don't add all 94 minerals. They pretty much add three, NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So this is the food that is created in the soils that feed the animals. This is the food that we're getting. We're getting a lot of missing things from the food because of the soil being so infertile. Now, back to this burger. They also put another chemical in the burger to kill off pathogens. It's called sodium diacetate, just as the icing on the cake. 
And then of course we have the condiments. We have the mayonnaise, the ketchup, okay? Filled with soy, filled with corn as in high fructose corn syrup. And then of course those fries are deep fried in corn oil. And your soda that you have with the burger is basically corn as in high fructose corn syrup. Not to mention the bun being refined wheat, corn, because they use high fructose corn syrup in that. And they put some soy in there and sugar from beet sugar, which is GMO, and then sprinkle some synthetic vitamins. And then we just mix in a dough conditioner to make it really the great texture that we love. Other than that, they're totally healthy. So it's a really good idea to make your own burgers. Make sure you get the grass-fed, grass-finished. If you're going to use a bun, make